Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. You're listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. I'm Dwight Falk. We're online at kpcg.fm. We have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. All of our programming is available at those locations, and uh, you can, of course, get all of the programming in podcast form if you can't catch it live. People are always looking for something that's rare. Things that are rare are valuable. And uh, if we think about what's rare on this earth, what, what would you say? You know, what would you think about? Well, there are some plants and animals that are pretty rare. They don't exist uh, in large quantities. And there are some elements that are even called rare earth elements. But one of the rarest things on earth is faith in God. Notice what Jesus Christ said about faith and how rare it is over in Luke 18. We have a few passages today, so if you have a Bible handy, you could get it out. We could look at these scriptures together. Luke 18 and verse 8, Christ's own words. He says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? It's going to be rare. Is he going to find any? What is faith anyway? Well, here's a definition that's a really good one. It's from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course Lesson 13. And that's a free course that you can sign up for at thetrumpet.com. But it gives a definition of faith based on, of course, the way the Bible defines it. But it says, Faith is the assurance that the things which God said in his word are true and that God will act according to what he has said in his word. This assurance, this reliance on God's word, this confidence is faith. Simply put, faith is trusting God to perform what he has promised to do in his word, in his way, and in his time. We have to just relax and trust God, even to give us the faith by which we receive everything else. And you can look at Ephesians 2 and verse 8 as a reference. Now that seems simple enough, you know, that definition, when we think about faith, it's the assurance that the things which God said in his word are true and that he will act according to them. That seems simple enough, and really it is. But then why is it that so few have faith in God's word? As Christ said, would he even find any when he returns? Why is it so hard to have faith in God's word? Why do so few walk by faith? Why do so few believe God and do what he says? Well, there's a reason for that. Ephesians 2 shows some of the reason why faith is so rare on earth today. Ephesians 2, we'll look at verses 2 and 3. It says, Wherein in time past, this is talking to those that are called and converted, it says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air. That's how the world walks. According to the prince of the power of the air. That's Satan the devil. It says the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. 
Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So if you look at 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, you see there that Satan is the god of this world. He still is until Christ replaces him at his second coming. But Satan is the god of this world, and he's deceived the whole world. Revelation 12 talks about that. And as we just read here in Ephesians 2, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He broadcasts selfishness and reliance on self. He broadcasts attitudes of hostility against God and a lack of believing God's word. That, that's the broadcast. That's the attitude, the self-focus, and not a faith or belief in God not really believing what God says. I mean, people might believe God exists or something to that effect, but they don't follow him. They don't have faith. They just don't trust God. Now, most people wouldn't think they are hostile to God. They, w- they wouldn't think that, but consider what we read in, in verse 3. Those who are following Satan and not God spend most of their time fulfilling the lusts of the flesh and desires of the flesh and the mind, as it says. So the focus is on the self, getting for self, and that can include the empirical self. It could include somebody's family or friends and so forth, but it's still a self-focus. And if we put the world's ways and thinking first, then we simply won't have faith. You know, if that's, if that's the way our minds operate and that's what we're thinking about, the fulfilling the lusts of the flesh, well, then we won't have faith. We won't be close to God. We won't be walking by faith. We'll be walking by sight. You know, whatever looks good to us, whatever we think is the best, we'll be walking that way, pursuing what seems good to us and not really believing God's word and not walking according to the word of God. Eve ran into that difficulty in the Garden of Eden. This is the um, classic example of somebody disbelieving God's word and doing what seemed right and what seemed good. This is a foundational moment, a pivotal moment in this world's history. We read about it in Genesis 3. Genesis 3. You have to keep in mind that at this time in history, Adam and Eve had been instructed by God. They had been given some instruction. They had been given some of God's word, and they knew uh, what they were supposed to do. Now the question is, well, would they believe God? Would they have faith? Would they believe his word and do what he said and know that he would work out you know, everything else that he promised? Or would they do what seemed right to them? Would they listen to the, the broadcasting of the prince of the power of the air? Genesis 3 and verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the eternal God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So here comes Satan. And he's talking to Eve here, and he wants to uh, find some things out. So he asks her a question. And, of course, it's a leading question. It's leading her into disbelieving God. And he says, as well, as, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but... Of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, 
neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. See, that's just a flat-out lie. That's a lie. And verse 5, For God, he says, does know that in the days you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And uh, verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, it looked good to her, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. There's vanity here. Oh, I could be, I could really be something. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So Adam knew better, and he went ahead and ate it anyway. Eve was deceived here by Satan. And they set the world on its course to where people do this today all the time. They do what seems right to them as Satan influences them as he broadcasts to them. Verse 7, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So their eyes were opened to Satan's way of thinking, and they began to look at things differently because of the way Satan was influencing them. You can read a lot more about this specifically in our free book on Missing Dimension Insects. That's at thetrumpet.com as well. But just think about this history as it relates to the topic of faith. See, God told them not to eat of the forbidden tree. That was his word. But then Satan deceived Eve, and instead of having faith in God's word and walking according to it, you know, where she could have said, hey, uh-uh, God said don't eat of it. That's all I need to know. I'm staying away from it. But she didn't do that. She looked at it. And thought, well, it looks good to me. And she believed Satan's lies. And she did what she wanted to do, even though it was against God's word. So there was this battle here, this conflict, the lusts of the flesh, what, what, what the flesh wanted to do versus believing God and walking according to God's word, having faith. That was the battle, and Eve lost it, and Adam lost it. That's the same challenge we all face today when it comes to faith. Will we believe what God's word says and walk according to it, or will we follow what looks good to us? That's the question. We can't be walking according to our own sight and then in a moment of crisis think, well, I'll have faith now. Now I'll believe God in this really big situation that I'm facing. You know, it might be easy to think that we would we would do that. You know, well, when it really comes down to this big moment, then I'll have faith. But if we're not walking according to faith all the time, every day, then how are we supposed to think we're going to have faith in the really big matters? Will we believe what God's word says and walk according to it, or will we follow what looks good to us? Notice what Christ said in Luke 16. He makes this... Exact point, and it's something to really think about when it comes to faith. Luke 16 and verse 10. Luke 16 and verse 10, he says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So having faith, having faith is a day-by-day issue. It's a moment-by-moment issue. We have to be walking 
according to faith, living according to God's word, and trusting him. If God says it in his word, then we can believe it. Then we can believe it, and we can walk by it. And so we have to ask ourselves, okay, are we walking by faith? Are we living according to God's word and trusting him in these, quote-unquote, smaller matters of day-to-day life? Christ said, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. So when we can evaluate our day-to-day life, you know, there's a lot of things we can think about. We can evaluate our physical diet, our finances, our mental diet, you know, what do we put into our minds. In all of these areas and many others we could probably think about, are we walking by faith every day? In other words, are we believing what God says and walking according to his words, to his instructions? Or not. There's that pull, the poles of the flesh, what looks good to the, the eye. Or there's believing God's word, believing it, and having faith and living by that. See, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to have faith because the flesh pulls us in different directions. We need to be looking at God's word. Remember, as we read earlier, what is faith? Well, faith is the assurance that the things which God said in his word are true. They're true. Just stop and think about the commandments of God. Uh, do we really look at those commandments and say, you know what? I believe. I'm assured that that's true. What God says is true. And that I have to keep those. And if I keep those, I'm going to have success. And if I break them, I'm going to have problems. Do we believe that? Many in the world do not. They don't believe that, at least with certain commandments. There might be some that they sort of hold to and others that they don't. But we have to have assurance that the things which God said in his word are true and that God will act according to what he has said in his word. He promises blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience. Do we have faith in that? In other words, do we believe it? and then walk according to the word of God and to his laws on a day-to-day basis. Faith, that assurance, that reliance on God's word, that confidence, that's faith. That's faith. Simply put, the quote says, faith is trusting God to perform what he has promised to do in his word, in his way, and in his time. We can't dictate how God will do something or when he'll do it. That's up to him. That's his prerogative. But he'll do everything that he promises to do. The quote finishes, and we read this earlier, but just as a reminder, we have to just relax and trust God, even to give us the faith by which we receive everything else. In our day-to-day lives, do we really stop, relax, (laughs) and, and trust God? Now, again, we have to be working to draw close to God every day. James 4 talks about that, about drawing close to God and resisting the devil. I mean, we have to do our part in that, but do we believe God and then live by it? And as Christ said in Luke 16 and verse 10, are we faithful in that which is least? If we can, if we can be faithful in the things that are the least or that are more the day-to-day sort of routine situations, well, then we're growing in faith, we're growing in obedience, and we're going to have more faith of God. 
We're going to have more of that faith of Christ in us, that belief, that, that assurance for the bigger matters. We'll be faithful in much. Faithful. Full of faith, believing God, trusting God, knowing that God's word is true and that he will act according to what he has said. Christ asked in Luke 18 and verse 8, if he will find faith when he returns. What if tomorrow was the last day of your life or my life? You know, we don't know for sure on those things. So, you know, whenever our lives end, if they end before Christ returns, well, that's, you know, we have a track record there. Either we lived by faith or we did not. When Christ returns, will he find faith in us? Will he find that we believed God's word and we walked according to it? And when we made a mistake, we got up and we changed and went forward? Would Christ find faith in our lives when he resurrects us, if we die before his second coming? Or if we lived that time period, which is, again, not that far ahead of us now, will he find faith in us? Will we be faithful? Will we be living according to God's word? See, we have to have faith-filled works. We can't just say, I believe in God. Well, as the Bible points out, well, so does Satan and so do the demons, but they don't, they don't do what God says. Unless, you know, he makes them specifically, but they don't, they don't have an obedient and a willing attitude. They don't, they don't have faith-filled works. See, we need to be believing that what God said in his word is true and that he will act according to what he has said in his word and be faithful in the day-to-day things, the things that are least. And then we'll have also faith in much. There's a lot more information about faith, and it's a topic we just have to keep studying and working to understand more. And it's, it's uh, spelled out very well in Lesson 13 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. And we have some wonderful literature at thetrumpet.com about faith as well, quite a few uh, write-ups in uh, different books and booklets. And so you can search at thetrumpet.com to find more information about faith and learn more about it and learn how to implement it in your life. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.